Amen. God bless you to take a seat today. And uh, man, what an awesome, oh, thank you guys, thank you. Awesome worship, loved it. In fact, there was a real presence of God there. In fact, I thought when we're taking communion this morning, if you needed a miracle, that was your moment. All right? Don't miss the moments in life. I'm right into moments. There was such an anointing here, uh, the power of God. I don't know if you even believe in the anointing anymore. There's so many people now that sort of flounder through life and don't understand the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There is nothing as powerful as the anointing of the Holy Spirit, all right? We're meant to carry it with us. We should influence atmospheres. When we start singing praises like that, you better believe that our confession ignites the atmosphere for the supernatural, okay? Always let God put his super on your natural. So we sing with all our hearts. Most of that is confession, and it's great to confess the Word of God, isn't it? And uh, I just want to challenge you today and stir up your faith a little bit, okay? 2023, it's a great day to be alive. And uh, keep praying for our nation in Jesus' name. Been praying for our nation all year. Been praying for a a move of God, and uh, stuff's happening. I'm believing for revival. And uh, we have, uh, tonight we've got Layla Nahavandi here. And uh, I was talking to Layla. We were in a meeting together actually on whatever. I can't remember what day it was now. I think it was Friday. We were in a meeting together. And she is believing for revival to hit this nation, okay? Layla used to live in our nation. And uh, we're on on a committee, or committee, I hate that word, we're on a team together with the Global Evangelical Association, and uh, we're believing for the power of the Holy Spirit to hit the planet. In the next five years, we're believing for five million souls in the kingdom, okay? So I want to tell you, get ready for a mighty move of God across the nations, all right? Are you ready for it? So if you're not fired up already, come tonight. She's a young, fired-up evangelist, and she will stir your faith, okay? She will stir your faith. And how many know we need our faith stirred every now and then? We just need it. You just need to put yourself, position yourself. I'm right into positioning yourself for what God wants to do in your world, okay? I thought one of you two, you might agree. Um, But if you don't position yourself, I find that these moments, they get away on us. We can't let anything get away on us in New Zealand now. We've got to have a, man, we need a shift of the Holy Spirit in our nation, guys. And I don't know about you, but I am fired up. Uh, Dave, my son-in-law Dave, came with me last Saturday night. We saw 40 young people give their lives to Christ and uh, just a, a real revival meeting in our time. And I'm believing right now in our city for a sweep of the power of God across our nation in Jesus' name. And right here at Inspire Church, let's believe God for a harvest of souls this year. Hallelujah. And uh, I I don't know about you, but I think we can, we've got to be very careful that we keep, we don't get at ease. We don't relax. I think it's hard to relax today anyway, but keep moving. Keep moving in God. Keep being expectant and keep living that life that believes that God, the greatest, as I always say to people, the best days are yet to come. (laughs) I said the best days are yet to come. And, and I really believe that. I, I believe that stuff. Um, I tell you, we've got to be believing that God's best is still coming. Yeah? 
I know it might be tough out there, but just believe for God's best is it. Hey, hey, great to have James and Abby in the house this morning, all the way from, uh, and, and your daughter uh, Zoe, from Whanganui. Can't believe you guys would shift. They've been to my meetings in Whanganui quite often. Um, at, uh, at I, I can't remember what the church is called now, but it's a great church. And, uh, but it's great you guys have shifted to Auckland. Welcome to Auckland, guys. And uh, uh, welcome to... Welcome to, yeah, fantastic city, best city in the nation. We all believe that. And your little girl Zoe, nine-year-old Zoe, she's fired up to be in Auckland. She's had to leave a couple of friends behind. And so get them, grab them, invite them to lunch or something, okay? And uh, and uh, But welcome to church, everybody, meeting so many new people. Ellen, it's great to see your face, man. You're a good man, Ellen. I see the power of God on you, mate. You've got a great heart, and I, and I really believe this year, 2023 is your year, Ellen. I believe that God's about to birth fresh stuff in your spirit. I believe God's going to awaken some dreams that, that, that you lost track of along the way, and God's going to reignite dreams in your heart. Yeehaw. Your beautiful wife started up a business. Man, go, girl. Speak the blessing. Let me pray for you two right now. Before we get on with the meeting, I just feel I need to pray for you. Can I get you? Can I make a spectacle of you? Can I? Uh... Some people get embarrassed, but the power of God is going to come on you today, I believe. And uh, I really believe that, Ellen. I, I see the love of God on you. Father, I thank you for this couple. I thank you for the business that they're involved in. I thank you that right now, Lord God, that your hand be upon them in a mighty way, that this year be a year of awakening in their spirit. I pray right now, Lord God, that, Lord, you would bring freshness on their spirit and the great blessing of God that overflows you in Jesus' name. Even on your business, I really believe right now that God is going to put favor on you and you're going to see God's blessing flow in your business. You're going to see God is about to pour out his anointing on kingdom-minded people. And I want to tell you, get ready for what God's about to do in your lives. Thank you, Lord God, for freshness in their lives. Thank you, Lord God, for the blessing of God that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow in Jesus' mighty name. Just feel the power of God on you guys, man. Go for that. Go for that. Sorry to just interrupt there a little bit. Sometimes we just need to interrupt it a little bit, you know. And... Uh, I've got about 16 points I've got to get through this morning somehow, but we will get there. And uh, I promise you, we will get there. Jesus' name. Father, we do thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Ah, yeah. Just looking around. Andrew Michelle, I, I, a good name, Andrew. I've heard that Andrew's a good name. It's from um, Mrs. Piggott. Because Andrew Piggott was one of the great interns in this place, now pastoring and leading in the kingdom, preaching here in a couple of weeks. He's following uh, Layla. And, uh, but Andrew, a good name. But Andrew and Michelle, I just see God's incredible love on you too. And uh, I, I tell you, you guys have got a, a heart to hear the voice of God. And in fact, can I pray for you guys too? I think it's only about your second time here, but I'm going to pray for you anyway. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you right now. Thank you for this awesome couple. God, I thank you right now. Jesus, Jesus, I thank you right now. Holy Spirit, I, I really even believe right now that there's been, 
obviously some shifts in your life, but I believe that God says, you know, God said to Joshua, come on, get ready. I'm about to do something great. And I'll tell you what, that's a word in your guys' hearts and a word in your season this right now. And I believe right now, you guys have got a heart for the things of God. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now on Andrew, on Michelle, Lord God, I speak your blessing right now. I speak the incredible power of God. I speak a year, Lord God, of infilling and overflow of the Holy Spirit. And I pray right now over your children, over your family right now. God says, no, you don't have to worry about your kids because God says, I've got them in my hand. And I really believe that. I says, it's like God saying, I've got you guys covered and I've got your back. So, Father, I want to thank you right now for the power of God on this couple in Jesus' name. God's opening up fresh opportunities for you. God's opening up fresh doors for you. I'll tell you that too. I feel that on your lives right now in Jesus' name. And there's a miracle right here for you today. Amen. 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 Bless them, Lord. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. Come on. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Anyway. We should probably, I'm, I'm struggling, as you can tell. <laughs> and uh, But I think we'll go to the Word, shall we? I want to speak about the journey today, all right? The journey. I think it's probably going to come up there soon. But here, g- grab your Bibles. Here's, here's what we're going to, all right? Um, we're going to um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. I love it. One of my favourite verses in the Bible. They're all favourites, let's face it. <laughs> People have favourite verses. How can you have a favourite verse? They're all good and they're all power-releasing. Not that I have already... Oh, sorry, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. Did I say that? Not that I have already attained, okay? Not that I have already, okay? In other words, we haven't made it yet, all right? And so some of you are wondering what's next, and I want to tell you what's next in your life right now is a miracle, okay? What's next in your life is that our expectation go to a new level. We believe for the supernatural of God to get involved in our lives in a very powerful way. And I want to tell you right now, God is a God of supernatural miracles still, okay? Um, I damaged my knee about a week ago. And, man, I tell you, I could barely walk. Julia, is that true? But kind of you've got to push through sometimes. And I've got a bit of a philosophy in my life, keep on moving. Wasn't there a song about that time? Was that the Muppets who sang a song, Keep On Moving? Huh? Probably. Keep on moving. And I think sometimes we need to keep moving. And I kept moving and I kept believing God and I kept believing for a miracle and I kept believing for the answer. And I want to tell you, yesterday, I even went, I I, I thought I went and pulled up at the doctors. I was going to go to the doctors and I thought, nah, pray for it. Pray for it. Laid my hands on it. I've had many of you pray for it. Jane prayed for it the other day. No wonder I'm healed. Jane Swafford laid hands on my knee and now it's totally healed in Jesus' name. There you go. Anybody need a miracle? Come and see this girl after, all right? Um, um, I even went. I went to buy some tight band for it. That was $40. I thought, nah, believe God. And uh, totally healed today in Jesus' name. Amen. And so God is still in the miracle business, all right? Not that I've already attained or that I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of for me, okay? God won the whole lot for you, and he handed you the keys to total victory in your life. And I believe right now we can grasp a hold of those keys and we can live in the victory that God's got for us, okay? And I don't care what our economy is doing, what our world is doing, 
morning, we live in a different economy. It's the economy of the Holy Spirit. It's the grace of God and the favor of God that's on us. We need to keep praying. We need to pray that God brings the right change and God instigates change in our nation. And I think God's doing that right now. But we need to get into the prayer room and believe God for the miraculous over New Zealand, one of God's great countries on the planet, all right? Sent out thousands of missionary in years gone past, but we've, I found out recently that we've stopped on that. We've pulled back on that. Time to get into it again, guys. People who feel the call of God and grab a hold of the call of God on your life and get into it and buy into what God wants to do in your world. We can't live ordinary lives, friend. We're supernatural beings. We've got the call of God on us. When Julia and I got born again, it was, I don't even think we lasted a year and we were gone, gone into the mission field because God challenged us and God stirred our hearts. And it was the best thing in the world to be free of the world, set free to serve God and have the grace and the favour of God in our lives. We were 25 years old at the time. And uh, man, we were sharing it with John, you guys, the other day. And you guys were sharing your story with us. That was so incredible what God does with passionate people. Are we passionate this morning? That's what that's talking about. Are we passionate? We need to live passionate on the edge of what God wants for us. We cannot afford to to stick in Haran. When when Abraham got to Abraham, our father of faith, the the one we sort of follow, we we are the children of Abraham. We, We name ourselves, we call ourselves. Don't understand some of that. Sometimes we're just God's kids, okay? But I'll tell you right now, Abraham got set free, God moved him out of Mesopotamia, God took all the idol worship at him and took all his his terrible life of sin away and he moved out and he started going and then he got stuck in Haran. And God said, get out of Haran. I've got the whole world for you to possess. Yeehaw. And so he moved on out. But God, I think God's going to want to rattle some of us this year. 2023, man, my message is, Keep moving. Keep moving. God's got more for you, okay? We've got to move in faith. We go, where's Ben? Ben was up here saying, come on, some of you need to move onto the stage and play your instrument. Do what he says. He really does. He wears that funny hat and he's, he's in that law thing now. And, uh, and, but he'll challenge you. Um, stay in good relationship with him. You don't want to find yourself on the wrong side of Ben, all right? <laughs> because that could be uh, kind of rugged for you. Um, Stay on the right side of being. Keep growing. I I always say to people, keep growing and keep learning. Keep moving, keep growing, and keep learning, okay? We need to have more of God. You get some books into you and fire your spirit up. Hang with people like Layla tonight. Put it in your calendar right now. This is where I'll be at 5 o'clock tonight. I'm going to be here, get Don off the stage quick and early so we can all get home and have our little afternoon nap if you need one of those, and uh, then get back here tonight at 5 o'clock and invite some people with you, okay? And uh, and get involved. Keep learning. Keep growing. Julia and I got born again. Again, man, I tell you, I got invited to a full gospel. In fact, funny enough, I've just, I'm just i speaking at a full gospel businessman's meeting tomorrow night. But we got invited, just after we got born again, we got invited to a full gospel businessman's fellowship meeting, okay? And um, all of that sort of worked with me. I was a businessman, uh, full. They had plenty of food there to eat. And uh, so I went to the meeting, and God changed my life, radically transformed my life. <coughs> On the first night I was there, 
somebody pulled me out like I pulled a couple of people out down and prophesied over me that you're going to be the leader of the chapter. They call them chapters. They're all around New Zealand. This is on a, I'm only just got born again, man. We were barely, we were still sinners actually. And, uh, and, uh, and they said, you're going to be the next leader of the full gospel businessman for Whangarei. And it sort of freaked me out. Anyway, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I remember standing in front of the crowd, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I remember... I don't know whether the room was spinning or I was spinning, but everything seemed to be spinning, okay? They prayed for me. That's when the Holy Spirit came on my life and uh, it was a radical, radical shift in our lives. And, um, man, I want to tell you, we need more of that. We need more of that. It wasn't long before the call of God got so manifest in our lives. I went to the next uh, church meeting I went to. There was a guy there, Barry Smith. Anybody who ever heard of Barry Smith? Put up your hand if you remember Barry Smith. He, he, was, a, he, he was sort of an old-time prophet. Unfortunately, he's not here any longer. He died. And, uh, but, um, well, he's in heaven, isn't he? So he's happy. Uh, he was a true, probably a true prophet. He, was a, he, he wrote a book about the planes flying into the, New York, into the towers, the Twin Towers. And uh, he wrote it 20 years ago about a plane flying in and everybody said, oh, you're a false prophet. But it turned out... He was probably more onto it than most prophets I know. And, uh, but he talked a whole lot of stuff about end times. I believe we're living in those days right now and it's time to get fired up again. Barry Smith came and preached and while he was speaking, he said he hasn't got a house. So God spoke to Julia and I and, uh, and said, go see that guy about a house. I had a building company. And uh, so we went up, I went up to see him after the meeting and I said, oh man, you said you haven't got a house. I'm going to give you a house. And, um, and uh, I, I want to tell you right now, we'd been a Christian, I think, pro, pro, approximately one month. And that day we unlocked something supernatural in God. I went to him, I said, man, we're going to build you a house. And he said, well, how do you see that happening? I said, well, mate, here's the thing. Where do you live? He lives in Polar Polaris Sounds, okay? It's beautiful Polaris. Sorry, is that how you said? Beautiful spot. And uh, so I grabbed a mate of mine and I said, will you partner with me? And him and I flew to Pelora Sounds and we stayed there for six weeks and in six weeks we totally constructed a house from start to finish for Barry Smith. And uh, then he moved in on the day we left. We had so much fun with him. And it was I was a new Christian man. Everything to me was like, mate, this is, man, what could be next, you know? What's next? Does anybody still live like that? What's next, you know? I love living on the edge of what's next. I think we live sadly too boring sometimes. And I think, God, what have you got next? What's God got next for you, Dave Pearson? What's God got just around the corner? I believe you're going to influence people this year like you've never influenced people before. I see people right now having their lives totally transformed just because you were able to influence them. What's next in every one of our lives um, Ben got happy and spoke about our talents and our gifts. What's next in our lives that God's going to operate and use? Maybe the saxophone up here again. I can't believe he didn't even mention the saxophone. My favorite instrument of all time, the saxophone. And, and John, we've got to get that up here again, man. I just feel like I'm alive when the sax comes on. And, uh, but, man, I tell you, you've got to get up. Keep moving, keep learning, and keep believing the best is yet to come. Wow. 
And I want to tell you right now, we went there and we built that house. We came back and I came back in the first meeting I walked into. We were living in Whangarei at the time, built that house and, and uh, went back there. It was meant to go, well, I did. I had a few guys working for me. Um, yeah. I got a present at Christmas that reminded me of that, actually. I got this incredible present, um, the notepad, notes, lunchtime notepad. A lunchtime notes, okay? Because one of the guys who, got, who was working for me, see, when I got born again, I got kind of radical and I went down to work and told them we're all going to hell. So I got gathered all my people. I said, we're going to have a staff meeting. So I gathered them. I think there was eight of them at the time, eight people working for me. And I walked into the, the, the meeting and I said, well, here's what's it. This is the day after I got born again, all right? So I went into the meeting and I said, you're all going to hell. You better get born again. Because I got saved about eight hours before. <laughs> 10 hours before, and they thought I'd gone nuts, thought I was crazy. and uh, But God radically changed it. One guy, his name Gary, he went out surfing that night. That's what we used to do. He went out surfing. While he's out there surfing, he had a vision. Jesus came walking on to water and told him, Don's right. <laughs> so maybe I hope for you, you get that today, all right? And uh, Don's right. And so he came knocking on my door. I think it was 10.30 the next night. I got born again 10.30 on, I think it was a Wednesday night, Julia. And then on the Thursday night, Gary comes knocking on my door and he says, man, you're right about that, Jesus. We hadn't even read that verse in the Bible yet. Jesus came walking on the water today and told me that you're right and I'm here to get what you've got. So on my first day as a Christian, I led Gary to Christ, okay? And he got radically born again. And then he started working. Oh, sorry, he was working for me. And uh, so, but he was coming to work one day and, I, and he used to, he just got married and he used to bring this, um, these lunch, you know, his wife would make lunch for him. How many people here, their wife makes your lunch? Not a soul. Oh, John. John. The only godly woman in the house. No, 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 no. Take that back. But so Sue, his new wife, would make him lunch. And she would put a little note in his lunch. And she'd always, and he, we'd get to lunch and we'd all be sitting down. You know, we'd sit down and we'd be there. And he'd open his lunchbox. We hated it. And he would read this love note from his wife. <laughs> You're the best husband in the world. You're such a sweet man. You're so gorgeous. You're so handsome. And uh, we got sick of this every day, this lunch note. And so <laughs> the next day I was so annoyed. I thought, no way. And I said, I said, get around there and move some bricks at the back of the building. While he was moving the bricks, I went and got his lunchbox out and tore the note, grabbed the note and tore it up. And grabbed, I was looking for a bit of paper. And all there was was a bit of old building paper on the side of the wall. And I ripped that off, just a jagged old edge bit of paper. I only had my builder's pencil. They were about that wide and no point on them at all. And I wrote my own note. Um, Dearest Gary, um, I just want to say that really I think the best man in my life was the best man at our wedding. He's more handsome. He's better looking. And I just thought I should disclose this to you. <laughs> I was the best man, okay? And, uh, and so, of course, Gary, and he used to always, you know, he'd open his lunchbox and out it would, we'd all be sitting there with huge expectation waiting. What's he going to read today? What's he going to All the guys are sitting around and he opens up and he wouldn't read it. <laughs> and we're going, come on, read your note, read your note. And then he says, look, I need to go home. I need to leave. I, I need to leave. I need to go home early today. And I'm like, what's going on, mate? And he says, I just need to go see Sue. You know, I want to spend some time with my new wife. And next thing he was gone. 
He gets home. Can you imagine when he presented this note to her? Like written in a carpenter's pencil on a bit of old building paper. She's like, slap, slap. Did you really think I would write that? Look at it. Look at it. He can't even spell properly. Anyway, anyway, we, we got so moving in God. We came back from building the house for Barry Smith at Polaris Sound. And then a man walked up to me in the next meeting and he said, get ready to go. God's going to take you overseas. We'd been a Christian for like a couple of months. I went home. He said, get ready to go. God's sending you overseas. And uh, I went home and said to Julia, say goodbye to the new house we got. And she said to me, I wondered when you were going to hear God. <laughs> and within, I think, six weeks later, we sold a house. We gave everything away and we shot through onto the beautiful mission field of Tonga. And uh, we went over there and we served God there for two and a half years in Tonga and saw the unbelievable of God. I want to tell you right now, friends, live expectant for what God's about to do in this season. God doesn't want us just to be ordinary. He wants you to be fired up. And God is no man's debtor, and he will keep you, and he will guide you, and he'll look after you. <laughs> Yeehaw. Okay, we better get to a few notes. I'll give you some of that stuff that I had for you today. Can we put next slide up, please? I can't remember where I am now. Here it is, here it is. In the morning, here, look, read this. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Everybody say expectantly. Yeah. Next verse is, and I, I, I want to call it something today, so I'm calling it the journey of expectation, okay? A journey of expectation. Because we've lived that journey, and I thought, man, I need to tell some of these guys, let's get fired up for the journey we're on. It's a journey of expectation, and God's got more for you. And I really believe that for every person in this house today. My next verse is, my soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. Our expectation doesn't come from the world, it comes from God, okay? That's why when we get into worship here, when we get into God's Word, He ignites and sets a fire of God and liberty within us. And I tell you, there's nothing we cannot do when God gets a hold of our lives. There's no barrier we fear. Listen, if you get knocked down and maybe you've been knocked down today, maybe you, you've been down and you've felt discouraged lately. Well, my Bible says when a righteous man falls seven times, on the eighth time he just gets up again and keeps going in Jesus' name. And I want to say to somebody here, keep going. The best is yet to come, okay? I love this, John Maxwell. I love what he said. Oh, sorry, Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy, wrong book. I've just been reading that book, actually, Maximum Achievement. It's a pretty inspiring book. And uh, Julia gets mad at me because I'm sort of reading a book at night now, but I don't really read them. I have them on audio, and it disturbs her. And, uh, but he said this, positive expectations are the mark of a superior personality. Now, I don't agree with everything Brian Tracy says, but I'll tell you what, if you want your personality to rise up, I want to tell you, get into God's Word and get Him to ignite you with expectation that what He's about to do in our nation is fantastic. And I believe starting tonight in Jesus' name, okay? There's another incredible one, G.K. Chesterton. I've been reading all these books of these guys. Got me fired up over Christmas. He said, that there is one thing which gives radiance to everything. It is the idea of something just around the corner. And you've got to know when there's something just around the corner, something about that inspires you. When somebody tells you, just around the corner, this is going to happen, man, I tell you, it gets you fired up. When are you getting married? It's just around the corner. Where's this girl that I'm dating just around the corner? Man, I want to tell you, there is something inside us that loves stuff when it's just around the corner. 
And God's got some great stuff just around the corner for every one of us, okay? C.S. Lewis, some of you have read a lot of his stuff. True faith is never found alone. It is accompanied by expectation. That's why this is a journey of expectation. And I want to stir up 2023 with let's be expectant for revival. Let's be expectant that God's going to move in power. Let's believe and be expectant that God is going to fill the house with new souls in Jesus' name. (laughs) Oh, boy, I'm more excited than you are. I can see that, okay? (laughs) Now, there's three attitudes, unfortunately, we live with all our lives. Here they are, okay? Number one is apathy. We live with an attitude of apathy. Sometimes apathy grips us, holds us back. There's another attitude, it's apprehension. And then there's a third attitude that I want to talk about, the attitude of expectation, okay? And I think let's live in the area of uh, apathy. Um, A.B. Simpson said this, okay, great man of God, incidentally. He said, our God has boundless resources. The only limit is in us. And sometimes we limit God. And we limit God by, you know, nobody ever comes to me, but I've heard a few people saying, you know, um, where is everybody after COVID? Where's this person? Where's that person? Hey, mate, I'm never looking at where is anywhere. Obviously, you miss people. But here's what I'm looking at. Man. God, you're going to send a harvest in and fill the place to overflowing. Every chair is going to be filled. I dream about it. I see it when I stand over. Sometimes in the week, I just come up here and stand here and just get a vision of it absolutely jam-packed of a second service coming, of people in the overflow room next door. And I see it happening with the eye of faith. And sometimes we need to get that. Not that I'm saying it's all in numbers because it isn't. Some of the best meetings I've been in are some of the house groups in Vietnam where the home churches, should I say, where there's like eight people there and they're more expectant than anybody I've ever met in my life. No wonder when we just went over there before and and, um, Christy came with me and we saw the miraculous happen because expectation releases the miraculous of God. We went to one house one day, they invited us for lunch. I thought it was just going to be a lunch meeting. So I just turned up just like I am. I'm sitting there. And then um, um, who was with? Oh, uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Pasty we took with us. And he leans over to me and he says, I think this is a setup. I think you're actually the speaker. <laughs> and the house was jam-packed with people. And, uh, and we found out while we're there that the last time we were in Vietnam that this woman got totally radically healed, God radically healed, and her husband, the richest man in the south of Vietnam, has decided to give his life to Christ, and we were there to, to, uh, to establish a real celebration to God for his goodness in their lives. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, let expectation rule in your life this year. Hallelujah. And uh, I'm going to just skip a few of these guys because we've, run, we've, run, we've actually run out of time. Five dynamics of expectation. If you could just go to that slide, please. Our expectation becomes our reality. I want to tell you, whatever you believe for, it becomes your reality. Where's your expectation at today? I want to challenge you on that. There's, there's five of them there, okay? Expectation releases the blessing and the power of God. So expectation will always release the supernatural power of God. And that's, man, we just need to be more expectant. Arrive here at five o'clock more expectant than you've ever been. Come on. 
because I want to tell you, Layla is fired up, okay? And uh, and uh, she was just telling me, man, I'm believing. And incidentally, she lived in New Zealand for a little while, and uh, she's actually um, a, a Persian. She's, a per- she's half Persian and half Irish. I don't know what that could do to a person, but half Persian, half Irish, that would make you fired up, actually. And uh, so she's lived in a few places around the world. Now she's living in Australia, and I want to tell you right now she is on fire for the supernatural let's bring a bit of Persian anointing into the house I think the Persian I read about was was it the uh, uh, Esther Esther was Persian was she was she Hebrew okay oh well she might have been in a Persian nation yes Uh, yeah that's it Iraq or Iran so she's coming in on. Expect, tr- number three, true expectation is accompanied by confession. So where's our confession at? Where's our con- Mark 11, 23, 22 says, actually, have faith in God. Then in verse 22, 23, it says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he has said, it shall be done unto him. Our confession is huge. Let's change our confession. What's your echo? You see, I learned as a young boy on our farm that your echo is incredibly powerful. So when we'd climb to the top of the hill on our farm, Dad's farm, uh, 300 acres, and we'd get up the top of the farm, and uh, Dave, we should have tried that when we were up on the hill the other day on that mountain at my place. Let's try that next time we're up there. And uh, so we'd get up the top of the mountain, and then we'd yell out, because you know how the Bible says the hills... Uh, and the trees of the field will clap their hands and the hills will sing in place of you. We used to climb to the top of Dad's farm and then we'd yell out, well, I would yell out because I was always there first, and I'd yell out, Don's a winner! (laughs) And it would echo all around the mountains, Don's a winner, Don's a winner, Don's a winner, Don's a winner, and my brothers would get upset about that and I'd yell it out again, you know, and then we'd have a competition on who could yell the most. But I'd already won because I got in first, okay? Expectation. But here's what I found out, that how do the hills and the trees clap their hands? They clap their hands because they follow what we do. Circumstances in the world will follow what you do, so what are we doing with our voice? What's our echo today? Because let's cry out some things and declare some of the things that God wants to do in our world. I'm right into expectation, all right? Right into it. Uh, number four, expectation, expectation is a greeting brown for the miraculous. Woohoo! Get ready for a miracle this morning. Number five, the level of our expectation determines the level of our action. No wonder the Kiwi church is, is full of so many people, honestly, across every pastor I'm talking to, can't believe after COVID, Everybody's either watching, God bless you, incidentally. I've just remembered we've got a crew watching online. Uh, God bless the online watchers. But they're all talking about the people who are sitting at home watching online. God bless you. I do love you. But you can't be in a better place than right here, right in the house, where we're celebrating the goodness of God, where there's some mingling and there's some happening and there's some action going on in Jesus' name, okay? But one of the things today they're saying is that people are very happy to come and sit in church and relax, and receive the word and then go home. But then a Ben gets up and says, we want your talent. (laughs) And that kind of makes us not at ease any longer. But I'm going to challenge you this morning. God wants your talent. See, when we get expectant, 
we want to be involved and we say, God, where can I participate? I got so expected, I said to Barry Smith, we'll come and build you a house. It unlocked the supernatural in every realm of our lives. You want to unlock? See, I think sometimes we just want God to show up. But God's saying, hey, I want you to take a step. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, next point. William Carey, I love what he said. He said, ask great things of God and expect great things from God. Come on. What a great man of God, William Carey, the guy who went to India, changed India, went there. He had a vision that he could see India saved. And he went there with the power of God, nothing but the power of God on him. And he went there and said, man, I'm going to move mountains. In 1880, he got his first convert. Hallelujah. And he said, that's not enough, God. We want to believe for more. And he got so totally involved that he literally changed India. India. He changed women's rights in India. This is a man of God. This is a man who just got expectant that God can do something in our time we're living in right now. Amen? (laughs) I'm trying to rush now, which is crazy. In fact, I think we're going to stop. Time's up. That's what they're telling me anyway. No, we'll finish it next week. But here's what I want to say right now, friend. Expectation is the key to unlocking what God's got in your life. Now, I want to, I want to, I don't know, I'll post my notes online or something so you can get the rest of the points. But, but we've had long enough today, and I believe tonight's going to be absolutely radical. Can I challenge you? There it is. See, something else dinging. <laughs> and, uh, and, but what I want to challenge you tonight I'm going to invite you to come expectant tonight. Yeah, come on. I believe uh, Layla's a real revivalist. And um, we were sharing some stories on, on the uh, global um, evangelical thing that we're, we're all a part of, believing that God is going to totally change the world. In the next 10 years, we're believing for a whole generation to turn around and turn to Christ. I want to tell you right now, that'll only happen if people get up with expectation. It'll only happen, friend. Hey, it's hard times. I think it is hard times. I think it's more difficult now than it has been. But in hard times, real people rise up. You don't think it was hard for the Apostle Paul? You don't think it was, oh, man, he was in prison most of his life. You don't think it was hard for Peter? It's hard for these guys. You don't think it was hard for Billy Graham to bring it into modern times a little more? You don't think it was hard for Martin Luther? Martin Luther, who 600, nearly 600 years ago now, went up and nailed 95 new theses, a new revelation from God that started a world reformation. Architecture changed, Dave. Everything you're drawing today was probably a part of what Martin Luther began back there. He changed the world because the Holy Spirit got involved. Let's be expectant that the Holy Spirit is going to shift us this year into a new expectation of the fresh things that God wants to do in our lives right now. He said, forgetting the former things, let's look toward the future and look what I want to do in your world right now, okay? Dead things coming alive. Expectation is all that will do it, but we've got to get fired up and believe that God has so much in store for us and such a responsibility on us, friends. There's a responsibility on us as a church the church in New Zealand, I should say. And I really believe right now 
that let's make this our day. See, Saul, formerly Saul, Paul, Paul got born again, okay, on the Damascus Road. You all know the story. He got born again, radically born again. And uh, there was a transformation. He, he fell down before God and he said, God, is it you, Jesus? Is this you, the, the Christ I've been uh, and negative about and anti about? And uh, so God changed his life right there. He got born again, but he was blind as a bat. Blind as a bat. And then Ananias gets a word from God. We need a bit more of the gifts of the Spirit happening, guys. Come on, there's nine gifts of the Spirit, not just the fruits of the Spirit. We're these one-on-one-winged one doves crashing into trees and crashing into walls. Let's get the other wing in operation and get the not just the fruits of the Spirit, but let's get the gifts of the Spirit going with it and let's start flapping and doing some damage to the, to the, 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 the kingdom of darkness and bringing the light of God alive. This is kind of 2023. Welcome to it. This is where we're headed. So Ananias walks in. He says, Brother Saul, because he's a Christian now. Brother Saul, God's about to do a miracle in your life. And Ananias puts his hand on his head, and here's what happened. Scales fell off. The scales fell off. He became one of the most transforming men on the planet. Wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, an instruction book for us to live in a bigger life of expectation of what God can do. Changed the world he led in, took revival into different cities. They loved him because he had the Holy Spirit and the passion on him. I believe it's time right now, God let the scales fall off our eyes and let's get a fresh revelation of what God wants to do in our day. Amen? I'm talking about a revelation of expectation and God is still on the throne. God is still able and God's ready to do the mighty things that he promised he'd do in your life. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.